Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood. This is SoFloRadio.com. I am Larry Flint. I hereby announce my candidacy for the presidency of these United States of America. One of your colleagues said on the floor that no decent member of Congress would accept Hustler. That's exactly why I sent it to you in the first place. You're all a bunch of low-life, indecent, puke-infested maggots that should be hounded from office for being political, inept quacks, spelled Q-U-A-C-K-S. Fuck you, motherfuckers. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Groovathon. I am Tony C. Of course, I'm joined live in the studio by the master of production and engineering, the man to make sure that our groove remains satiny smooth. Mi compadre, Los Georges. Los, Los Georges. Los I'm, Georges. I'm trying to downplay the uh, Hispanic thing. You know, it's not a nice, good time. Nice try. Not I already good... saw the four-name lineup. One not a, right, right, right. Not a, <laughs> not a good time to be furring. Well, you know how it goes. You know, look, the green card's in order, the, the, the driver's license is in order. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And, and now all you got to worry right. about is whether or not Social Security's going to be around when you're old enough to collect it. Right, that'll be in like uh, two years. <laughs> <laughs> of course, every group of Thon emerges from an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in live and downloading the show here in America and around the world, y'all. How you doing, pal of mine? I'm doing great. Sorry, still tweaking over here. Yeah, I know. I was going to say the sound in the the studio is actually pretty loud. In the the studio itself? You hear that? Just, I don't know. It's not so bad. It's all right, man. School's back in session. So now it's, you know, you got slow down zones everywhere. I'll tell you on the way over here, I saw, you know, they have all those, uh, like, electronic signs on 95. And one of them said, uh, please cover and secure your load. And I really thought they had started to uh, sell advertising space to Trojan condoms. 
Thank you. Thank you. Oh, come on, man. I, I, you got to warn me. Please about Please cover and secure your load. That's not what I was thinking about, you know, because you know, I'm over 50, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, last week we were talking about the uh, the lunacy of that uh, solar power thing. I I looked up what it was called. It was Florida Amendment 1. And the title, you're going to love this, Rights of Electricity Consumers Regarding Solar Energy Choice. That was what they named it. That was that was the, the you know that was the distractive right. title they gave it in order to fucking fool you. Something else uh, you were saying that basically Ed Norton was one of your favorite actors, but you loved him in uh, American History X. Yes. Okay. I movie. got a couple other films for you. Here's one: The Twenty Fifth Hour, the Spike uh, Spike Lee movie. That. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen it. That is no. A, that's a fanta- That's a fantastic movie. A must watch. I've got it. I'll, I'll put it in your uh, in your box. Rounders, for me personally, okay. Rounders is a, you know, that's always going to be up there. Sure. You now it's, it's a poker thing. And I'll tell you what else I liked him in. Okay, the Italian Job, the remake of the okay. Italian. I don't job. think I saw the remake. It's. I'll tell you, he plays a good bad guy. He really does. You know, I like him with that. What he, I was watching TV the other day. There's an app out these days. It's called Smart News, and basically there. I thought I turned you onto that. Okay, because I've been no, using I, it for like a for it. months now. Yeah, and their 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 you know their pitches were were you know were unbiased. We are you know. I, I wish I could. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder about that. I wish I could control the news sources that they choose. Well, that but they they have like two people. In the ad, uh, a black chick on the left-hand side, and then a white guy on the right-hand side when they're doing the TV ad. The the guy, he basically, it looks, I swear to God, I, I still think it could be Lance Armstrong, okay? Except it looks like he, in the makeup room, he had Elvira doing his hair. Because he's got like this white streak in there. But he looked, he is the spitting image of Lance Armstrong. Seriously, the guy in the TV ads. I'll be hey back on schedule. Two weeks, yeah, literally. Yeah, movie like Tuesday. We are back. It's a rhythm. It is a rhythm. But of course, you know, shit happens at such a you know machine gun hmm? type pace. Are we starting that conversation? It's, it's almost impossible to keep up. So we've got a lot of stuff to get to today, including. Let me see what we got here. Um, the kitty rapist finally pays off on the under as Fox News puts on his tinfoil hat. Uh, Goldman Sachs confronts paying the Malaysian Piper $7.5 billion. Uh, Florida ups its game in order to uh, surplant Alabama and Mississippi as alternating numbers one and two atop the list of most ass-backward states. I'll try not to get in trouble for calling out members of the squad for being what they really are. And it ain't progressives. Okay. Plus, uh, let me see, what else? Also, how Ancestry.com has led to the angst, which defines the presidency of Donald Trump and the rise of white nationalism. Plus, Donald uh, Dennis Regan answers stupid questions. And later on, we will revisit how my Wall Street wonkiness obsession has turned out to be an accurate predictor, predictor of last year's warning becoming this year's fear of next year's recession. Yeah. There's the best thing about having a show. When I say that I told you so, I can fucking right. prove it. Of course, all of that is going to be drenched 
in the finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air with four full sets that epitomize our commitment to a genreality. Oh, hello. It not, is not located in Asia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to get in trouble. When I was out in Hawaii, you couldn't call flip-flops flip-flops. You had to call them slippers. Slippers. And I was told that the reason why was because it was considered offensive to Filipinos to call them flip-flops. I was like, all right. I'm writing that down. When in Rome, right. as it were, it is just past 2 o'clock and the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Yeah. Hollywood. Florida, that is. Means it is just past 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Aloha to my OV Ohana. No matter what island they happen to be on right at the moment. Just past 7 at night. Dublin, Lisbon, St. Anne, Lisbon, and the rest of Western Europe. And just past 9 p.m. in Erdoganistan, where... They are no longer eligible for the F-35 jet project. They, uh, Trump now said they can't have him anymore. Okay, well, So, good. suck on that. Of course, Rebecca Celeste is over there continuing to spread the word of groove throughout Istanbul, which is Europe's most populous city. Yeah. Yo, Graham Smith, the Flash. You got our version of the wheels of steel lubed for proper rotation? They're all greasy. Fabulous, man. Saddle up. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
Let me whisper in your ear as I hold you near. Dance with me like a stranger for the time being. I steal your heart and we can flee from the crime scene. I must admit you're looking good than a little bit. I got a proposition, I hope you consider it. The way you move so smooth, make my heart skip to the beach. You got me giddy like a little kid. I'm wondering if you and I could take a trip to the bar for a second to select a sip and chat it up a bit. Drinking what you're drinking, cause I'm hoping that you're thinking like I'm thinking when we finish it. And when she said that, I was taking the back. I damn near tripped over the track. And then she asked, can you handle triple say what she at? Huh. And for a second, son, I swear I ain't know how to react. That's what she said to me. Put the lights just right and the beat so fly. We can glide all night, have me open like the bar before 10. That's why I was nice for a fresh connection. And believe what she said to me. With a voice that was sweeter than the smell of her neck. I said, oh, do respect. I'm gonna drink with you. But right now, if you're thinking like I'm thinking, ain't no telling what a drink can do. What she said to me. my dear, soft and clear. Let me whisper in your ear as I hold you near. Dance with me like a stranger for the time being. I said, y'all, I'm weak and from the crime scene. I must admit you're looking good than a little bit. I got a proposition, I hope you consider it. I tried to play it cool like the ice bowl, but she was fine like criticizing refs in basketball, wearing the red dress. That had me going jean wider than the Kelly LeBrock scene. Was Stevie want to sing? Drop drunk, I just call the thing. She had the lump lump, the curves and all them things. I want to get between if we can split the scene. I'ma close up a show like Mariano Rivera with the Riviera flow, you know. Is that what attracted her? Huh? It's possible that she's a fan of the musical movement, the movement. Mental to show improvement Or could it be the way I show and prove it That make her wanna explore my muscular Skeletal and cardiovascular Giving her a body more than it could ask before And just when you think could I be gas much more Snap my head back Where the fuck is that? Where the fuck I'm at? Where the hell she go? Is my mind playing tricks on me? I guess so She had to say to me Anything at all I was playing the role of a fly on the wall Or better yet I lost at the bar Staring at a beauty from afar She had said to me Not a word on Night bartender said, Mr. Was you feeling alright? You've been staring at that lady for a while. Just as he pointed, she looked back and smiled. I believe she hadn't said to me, not a goddamn thing. She was just dancing and doing a damn thing. I must be drunk to be rhyming thing and thing. I was too bent to move with the bar day dream. She hadn't said to me, anything I thought to see now. I'm looking around and see who else caught me. One thing the episode taught me What to drink next time when the clock strikes three If the bartender cared, then he could have brought me A little less long, out a little more iced tea One thing's for sure, I was feeling shorty If I pass up a chance, a vision will haunt me So I gathered myself and took a short lead From the bar to the dance floor right where she'd be How to approach her, two steps closer Pushed up on her like a man is supposed to And told her, show me a thing or two I got a secret, you can peep it, you can get it You can keep it from the flame to the ring to the spring with you Getting ahead of myself, I can't hang with you the way you move out here I ain't the only one to stop and stare But I'm the only one prepared to take it there Others want to step up but didn't make it here You make it hotter than a pepper I'm no half-stepper I was wondering if you and I could take a trip To the bar for a second and select a sip We chatted up a bit But just then she put a finger on my lips And a hand on my waist Closed the eyes, got deep into the rhythm of some next shit I was just trying to keep pace She was feeling my style I could tell from the way that she moved And the smile on her face Then she whispered in my ear So soft, so sweet, so clear no
know, sometimes the teachers would say this. They'd say, there's no such thing as a stupid question. I like that one. You know what I would do when they, when they said that? I would raise my hand. Yes, Mrs. Baxter, is it possible for a 12-year-old boy to get pregnant from reading comic books? No? No? Oh, okay, I got some misinformation from my older brother. College was different, though. And professors, the college professors, they never said it was, there was no such thing as a stupid question. You know why? Because they knew better than that. You don't get to be a college professor and still hold the belief there's no such thing as a stupid question, you know. So in college, I needed a different strategy, a different tactic, because I didn't want to study or do the assignments or anything like that. So I'd come up with smart questions that would make me sound smart to the teachers, you know, so when they were given the grades, they might think, hey. So I'd be like, yes, uh, Professor, after perusing the copious reading assignments, which you ungrudgingly designate as compulsory, it has become abundantly clear to me that the incipient, and might I say pandemic, rise of quantitative easing in the post-holographic arena spawns a situation and, in fact, a conundrum in which the widespread growth of existential and even dystopian paradigms will threaten to dominate the landscape for the foreseeable future. Now, having said that, how would you, therefore, postulate a quid pro quo complexification from a nihilistic standpoint? And being broadly contemporaneous, would that postulation even be germane to the philosophical dogma of the period? And secondly, because this is, this is really a two-part question. No, I, didn't, I couldn't. I, I didn't like math. Math was my least favorite subject. Actually, it's like a five-way tie from my least favorite subject, but math was me. I was okay with math until they got up to addition. I was cool with counting. Algebra, Algebra 3, that was the worst class ever. Algebra 3, remember? I didn't actually take Algebra 3. I took Algebra 1 three times. But uh, that's addition. But I was wrong. Back in the day, I would tell the teacher, I'm never going to use this Algebra stuff, right? I always tell the teacher, I'm never going to use this Algebra. But you don't use it very much, but once in a while I use Algebra. Like a few months back, I was in the train station in Baltimore, and train A was going to be leaving the station at 5 p.m. and traveling west at 80 miles per hour. And train B was going to be leaving the station three hours later on a parallel track but going 100 miles per hour. In Windsor, out of the southeast at 18 miles per hour. And there was a 30% chance of rain. The Dow Jones had dropped 200 points that day. The NASDAQ was up 40. I weighed 195 pounds. My blood pressure was 122 over 60. And the Kansas City Chiefs had a record of 8-2 uh, and two and were atop the leaderboard of the AFC West. And I had to figure out what train to get on. Luckily, there's an app for that now. It's called Choo Choo. Choo Choo, C-H-U-C-H-U. Just get the free version. Good enough. Junior, behave yourself. Find every rock and roll book from the Mac 
can't go wrong with Zeppelin. I don't. I don't care what it is. All right, there you go, man. Darlene from Coda, which is the album they released after the uh, untimely passing away of John Bonham. Before that, yeah. I put this mix together. I timed it perfectly. I feel very good about it, all right? I mean, normally you're the guy. Very good. Because I don't know jack shit, so the only way I can actually do it is if I box card him perfectly. And in this, this is that rare instance that I actually did it. Her H.E.R. is carried away. That's a a live version, uh, I believe, from MTV. The uh, original song is from I Used to Know Her Part 2, which came out uh, last uh, last year, it's, I believe it's her fifth EP. This chick, she got started when she was like fourteen. She was, you know, she was on one of those, you know, oh, like greatest America's star, got yeah, America's American got Idol talent. or something, yeah, something like that. So that's how she got started. Before that, a song I've, I'm certain I played it at least once or twice before. Bad Boy. This version is uh, by the uh, the Backbeat Band from the film Backbeat, which came out in uh, 1994. And the uh, music was produced by uh, uh, Don Was from, you know, Was Not Was. It was originally a uh, Larry Williams song from 59 and uh, the version that I love, that everybody loves, the Beatles version from uh, the mid-60s sometime. Mm-hmm. It's like right before they, it's like the album, I think, one or two albums before they came out with Rubber Soul. They stay, you know, right before Bob Dylan turned him on to pot. <laughs> And they got and they got cool. They went into that three album. So stretch. it's his fault. It's all yeah. his fault. Man. Rubber Soul, Yesterday and Today, and Revolver. Mm-hmm. That that stretch right there. The Beatles at their absolute penultimate. Before that, Dennis Regan, stupid questions. Mm-hmm. And it, for me, it's hilarious. And, and it reminded me of being uh, of taking calculus in uh, in high school. I remember learning because uh, the only what I what I kept thinking of was. When we were learning how to use how to uh, figure out like the area under a curve, mm-hmm. uh, right. it's uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's uh, in, you know it's integrals. That's what you're using integrals. It's, uh, and for advanced, you go advanced sigma notation. And mm-hmm. I remember asking my uh, my calculus teacher in high school. I was taking you know AP calculus, and I said, "Well, her name was Enid Nagel." Oh, and I asked her, I yeah, I know. That. I, that's great. I know. Isn't that fantastic? What a great name Enid. for Enid. Oh, Enid man. Can I go Nagel. back and change my daughter's names? <laughs> <laughs> Name them both Enid. Enid and Nagel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I said, you know, what's the, the practical use of this? She's like, well, let's say you're building a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. And at one end, you know, it's curved. It's, it's not a, a right angle. Right. So you got to figure out how much concrete. Mm-hmm. That's you know one of the ways you're going to use. Mm-hmm. I said I and I remember telling her I said, look, if I can afford a swimming pool, I can afford to hire somebody to figure out the yeah, math. Yeah, and I'll, I'm not planning on being a guy building swimming pools. Hire a mathematician. Exactly. Before a ma- that, a mythologist. Before that, yeah, cowbell. Okay, let me tell you something. Chris Walken wishes he had this much cowbell in his life. Quantic Soul Orchestra. The song is called "She Said What" from Tropidel- uh, Tropidelico, which came out in 2007. This is uh, the band I played these guys before, and I played this particular cat before. Will Holland. Um, he's a DJ from England, and now he does all of his shit out of Columbia. That's where his studio is, and he's got a whole bunch of bands. I played at least two of them. Uh, other than Quantic Soul Orchestra. He has a whole series of them. The very diverse guy. That album, Tropidelico, is is an amazing record. Right? It, it really is. It's just, 
it's one of those things that goes all over the place, but with that Latin flair, and I love that stuff. For that Family Fortune featuring Jessica Darling, songs called Work came out in 2008. Uh, she's from England. She did a bunch of stuff with uh, Herbalizer. Remember Herbalizer? The Herbalizer. Mm-hmm. And also uh, Roy Ayers, jazz musician. She's worked with him a lot. So that's cool. And kicking off the set, yeah, Stevie Salas, freeze-dried from the Soul Blasters of the Universe, came out in 2004. I love Stevie Salas and... Uh, the rest of those guys. He's, he's one of those guys that, Lloyd, he basically has about half a dozen songs that just kick serious butt. I'm sure I've used at least one of them to open up a show in the past. So, yep. what caught well, my eye recently? I don't know. Okay, at the top of the list, obviously, I'm in the money. I'm in the money. Yeah, that's mm. right. He was cold and his body swung back and forth. That was the thing. I was thinking about the Grandmaster, the Grandmaster Flash mm-hmm. from the message. Yeah. Yeah, now it's plain to see that your life was lost. You were cold and your body swung back and forth. You got sent up for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is took and you're a Maytag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag being used and abused to serve like hell. To one day, you was found hung dead in a cell. It was plain to see that your life was lost. Yeah, Jeff Epstein finally finally managed to do something right. And he -hmm. covered the under. I had the one-year under. I said he was going to hang himself in less than a year. Okay? You know, I wonder, seriously, I could have got much better odds for uh, one fiscal quarter. Okay? I got, True. you know, yeah, I got four to one for, for the under on one year. But the odds for uh, the first three months were, were probably close to the 15 or even 17 to one. I could have gotten some real money. Still, I like the fact that he won me some money. One of the interesting things that I, that I was uh, reading about he had a ranch. Did you know about this out in New Mexico? No. Where he literally, this is, this is not bullshit. This is true. <laughs> okay? One of those things like, you know, truth is strange in fiction, sort of. He basically was, his plan was he had like a, a, a geneticist, you know, some sort of scientist out there. Mm-hmm. And he was bringing out like these young girls. And his goal was to... You know, oh, I, I heard about his plan to yeah, yes, make, make the world pregnant. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I didn't know that New Mexico. That's where he had a supervillain compound. Yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong. It's like a wasn't James that Bond the, movie. Yeah, wasn't that the fucking theme of Moonraker? Uh, yes, yeah, exactly. I was going to say it's not a James Bond villain. Yeah, it's it's Moonraker. That's it's, exactly is, what the guy at Moonraker moon, was going to exactly. do. He had well, all the fucking Aryans in a right. fucking... Well, he didn't want to repopulate the world with his own children, the guy in Moonraker. Right, yeah. Moonraker... He had, he had selected he all had these, Aryans. these he had the, pretty the boys and hair, girls. Yeah. Yeah. You know, of course... By, by the way, Moonraker wasn't racist. They were they were mixed. They were just all of the, 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 the good people, the smart people, <laughs> the pretty people of, of all of the races. He he had made a nice booyah base I'll tell of, you, bait of race. What I... Ever since Epstein... Bung put a noose around his neck, all right, and you know, you know, basically took the easy way out, right? Fox News has gone buck wild with the conspiracy angle, and I mean, yeah, well, they are uh, off the rails. The epic, uh, if you were the, watching the, the, Fox News, that was like the lead story, you know, for days. They they bring the the angle of the neck, this particular bone. It's all, and then yes. of course Trump, you know, in his infinite wisdom, you know, Clinton kills everybody, yes. basically type thing. Well, the Epoch News says, yeah, yeah Epoch. Yeah, yeah, those are the guys owned by the Chinese. They're literally owned oh, yeah. by like a Chinese anti, it, you know, 
Communist Party, Stalwart. They spend more money on uh, social media advertising than any group other than the Trump campaign itself. I listen. the The conversation is so moot anymore. Now, now, now afterwards, now afterwards, you you understand? Like, like before when they were talking about the emails and the Hillary server stuff pre Trump, before you would have to say, okay, she should talk to the FBI right. and 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 all of this stuff. Now in the post Trump, I still use my personal cell phone tweeting and everything yeah. anytime they bring up hillary up to and including assassinating people yeah. my response is what are you kidding me your guy get out of here here's my get I, out. I, I you can't said, say anything anymore you can't say anything about I, anything anymore i said to my, I, I literally that's I, your guy i remember telling my mother i said let me tell you something at this point anybody yeah. who voted for donald trump in 2016 and is still a staunch supporter yeah. is by definition, a hypocrite. One of those assholes. And she was like, yeah, "Oh, you can't, right. you can't paint them all." With yes, a I was like, "Yes, yes I, I absolutely can." At this point, it was one thing to be fooled by him initially, but if you still support him, you're him. No, but yes. Like, no, first of all, look, there was angst out you there. And uh, certain, look, he's the from king. from birtherism. When he came on TV, here's here here it is. He comes out on TV as a birther. All right, he fell and ass backwards. If I'm that. sitting, if I'm sitting in a room with someone, all right, the, he comes on TV as a birther. I say, "Oh my God, what a crazy bigoted fuck!" That's what I say, and the person sitting next to me says, "What? What, pick, what would you have said if I said, "Oh my God, what a crazy racist?" Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. right. If you had said any other fucking thing, I would have said, "Get the fuck out of my house, you <laughs> racist piece of shit!" Man, you, you are right. angry. Yeah, today. yeah. Listen, going back, thinking back, it, it should have. Oh, I got more shit. It should have ended right about. there. It should have ended right there. Here's the here's the thing. And this is why you, know, you should I arm yourself. Point, I pointed this out years ago that Trump's basically his strategy is like a series of Matryoshka dolls. Okay. Each yeah. distraction has to be You're bigger. Giving so him too to, much credit, right? Well, Fox News basically, with the whole Epstein conspiracy thing, is very much like that. And I'll tell you, this is the strategy that basically he's been relying on. Okay, since he took office, and it's exactly what I thought he was trying to do uh, last Thursday. Now, the day after the market tanked eight hundred points, which was Wednesday, and we'll get into that later. Okay. The next day on Thursday, what had happened uh, a couple of weeks earlier was an Iranian tanker, okay, uh, full of oil, had been seized by the British, mm-hmm. and it was being held uh, at the island of Gibraltar, which is a British colony, mm-hmm. for lack of a yeah. better term. Okay, okay, a territory. And, yes, and the reason they were holding it is because they believed that the oil was headed to Syria in violation of sanctions and blah, blah, blah. And so what Iran did, of course, was they then seized a British tanker in the Straits of Hormuz for some, I don't know, contrived grievance, and basically as retaliation, but more so as a, you know, as a bargaining chip. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now we got one of yours. And so the Iranian, what the Iranians did is they agreed to release the British ship, which they did earlier last week. Okay, with the agreement that their ship would be released in kind. And that's what the British had agreed to do. And they were set to do it on Thursday. And then what happened? Okay. At the last minute, 
Mm-hmm. Literally, I love these. Right after last minute, as stories. right after the market tanked mm-hmm. eight hundred points, the Department of Justice, the DOJ here, filed an emergency motion with the court in Gibraltar, claiming that the Iranian vessel shouldn't be released because of, again, basically some something, contrived something. grievance. Mm-hmm. They had made something up. Okay, and the next day which was Friday, this past Friday, the court in Gibraltar basically said, get the fuck out of here, it's a contrived grievance, and they let the ship go. Now, this is one of those things, this Iran thing, is the kind of thing that Trump can basically hit the switch on whenever he needs the international distraction mm-hmm. from a domestic conundrum that he has created. Mm-hmm. He just creates a bigger one overseas. I'm hip, Dad. You know, I'm, I'm, that's basically... I'm hip to the jive for a while now. Yeah, and so, you know, it was interesting because the Department of Justice had known that this ship had been seized by the British and was being uh, detained in Gibraltar for like two weeks. And it wasn't until the British said they were going to release it, mm-hmm. okay? No, even after that, like the British had agreed to release it. They had set the, been set to release it on Thursday. And then... The market tanks 800 points, right. and then that night, the DOJ files the emergency motion. Just saying. I, I'm just saying. Interesting interesting timeline. Ancestry.com. Here's my thinking, okay? Mm-hmm. I know. Just shifting gears out of nowhere for no reason. Nice segue. Yeah. You like that? <coughs> I think is the is like a catalyst for the increasing xenophobia. Do you know? And, and, yeah. Well, and, you must and, hate the 23 and me that uh, that's, I've been absorbed a, by. See, that's, I think there's a difference here between wanting to get your uh, breakdown of your DNA because you're concerned about health concerns, breeding concerns. No, I wanted to prove how white I was. That's the thing. That is where it is. Our, 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 see, that, see, okay. that was nice. That's, that's really that's, because it's called the, setup. the commercials <laughs> are all showing. Right. You know, hey, I found out I'm from here and I'm from here. Let me tell you something. If the history- 98.9 European, for those of you keeping track. I'm, right? I'm like 75%. I'm like basically yeah, Russian you don't Ukrainian. Know. No, you don't know. You could be 25% black. Let's see. Come on. Hey. Let's see it. Let me tell you something. You could be a quadrillions. Oh, yeah, that's right. Eggplant. Eggplant, You're an eggplant baby. Right? You could be a quadroon. The wars yeah. ended up fucking so. <laughs> I know. That literally Dennis Hopper is that, finest. That scene. That scene is. Both of them. Both is, of them. Yes. Oscar. Oscar. Yes. yes. Yeah. Way better than the watch. Stinks, doesn't it? Yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. Can I uh, have one of those <laughs> Chesterfields <laughs> now? One of those Chesterfields now. That was a wonderful scene. Here's the thing. If the history of America has shown us anything, okay, as Rakim so eloquently put it, it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at. Yeah, yeah, you say Even that. Even other states <laughs> come right in exact... It ain't where you're yeah. from, it's where you're at. You say that, but... Yeah, but that's... The history of America really is right. a timeline right. of that. It's not where they came from. It's where they came it to and ought, what they it, made of it once they arrived. It ought to be, and then until... And it is. Until, until, until people of color want to apply that to themselves, and then uh, some people go, oh, no. Hey, 400 years since we brought the first slaves in who, in fact, built the wall on Wall Street and... Some might say actually are responsible for building 
Wall, the Wall Street itself as an exchange because it was on their backs right. that we managed to, you know, create a nation that, you know. The Bahamians built Miami. There it is. That's, that was the You heard about this thing, the mirror? It's a workout thing? Mm. Yeah, you, you, it's like a mirror. You put it up on your wall. No. It's interactive. So basically, you're looking at yourself, but you got somebody else on the screen, like, you know, one of these, you know, guys that mm. helps you. Come on, you Personal can do trainer, it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, this is it. Okay, basically, and, and their ad is, and when you're done, post your results. Yeah. yeah, show yeah, everybody no. that fucking lean, okay? There's a TV show on now that I spotted the other day. This is really, this is a sad state of affairs. I, I really think this is part and parcel of, of how the, the Trump administration has basically all but entirely defunded science. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay. There's a show called Chasing the Cure. Okay. You heard about this? Nope. Okay. Basically, it's on, uh, let me see, it's on TBS. And what it is is it's all about people that they find who have something wrong with them and nobody knows what the fuck it is. It's crowdsourcing for, 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 for medical cures. It's really Uh, serious. Okay. Yeah. That's what it is. That's uh, that is not. So I'm not uh, sure not I understand. Hyperbolic. Okay, they're yeah. basically saying we got no fucking clue. We're going to bring a bunch of experts in. We're going to tell you as much as we can tell you. But basically, we're we're shit out of luck with everything we've tried. Hey, you people wow. who watch TBS, got any ideas? I know. It's like house. Anybody can be house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The, you know we we become jaded. Could it be Ricketts? I'm guessing Ricketts. Yeah, but we become become jaded to, like, the reality shows that have been on for years because slowly we've realized how unreal they are. They they Mm. become contrived. And so, you know, we we now have to have a show that can really make us feel better about ourselves compared... To other people. I mean, this mm. is how we now feel good about our own lives, not by actually making our lives better, but right. by putting them yeah, up I, parallel I, to a life I, that I is I know. So that's why I stopped. You notice I don't post on Facebook anymore. I used to post all these pictures of me at the beach. Nah. Yeah, that's right. It was yeah. your monthly beach thing. Mon- yeah, ex- at least. But yeah. uh, no. If you're going to live down here. you got to go to the beach. Yeah, but I wasn't like I didn't feel the need to report anymore. Right. Report on my activities to Look, the public. This is- I I, Either, I I don't want to share my misery and and my happiness. You know what? The people that are experiencing uh, the, my misery and my happiness with me, they they know what's going on. I, I don't need to tell the public. There you go. Well, these people. I had a friend of mine. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. Jack Swanstrom, and he was a movie director. He had been a soldier for years, and he mm-hmm. was a film professor at the University of Sharjah in the United Arab Emirates. And whenever he would travel, where he would go someplace, he would order a club sandwich. That was his thing, and he'd take a picture of his feet up on a table with the club with club with like mm. a club sandwich from wherever he was in the world. Oh, okay, was, that's, which I thought that's was a good choice. That was yeah. I see that was original. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, sure. I, Jack was Jack would have loved this show, man. He really would have, man. He really would have. I'll tell you when I when I think about the the show, it's called Chasing the Cure. Chasing the Cure. Okay, to mm. me, this is like. The media's mutation of the public's insatiable appetite for schadenfreude. Mm-hmm. We have become a schadenfreude 
you it's, know, it's right where the gormandizing uh, public. It's right where the Romans were, right before the end. You know, yeah, no, I I pointed that out before. I said that's one of the signs of a of an empire in decline mm-hmm. is when we start heaping praise upon certain groups of people, athletes, chefs. Mm-hmm. These are right. two groups of people that signal the de- you know take mm-hmm. a look at the Roman Empire. Right, you had the gladiators, and mm-hmm. then you had the uh, vomitoriums. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? No, they, they, yeah, they bored themselves to death. There I mean, they, they, they couldn't uh, get excited about anything anymore. In the never-ending saga of Florida fucking itself and its residents, uh, particularly the children. Okay, I mean, literally, I know Alabama, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. They're always, you know. They're always going to be at the top of the list. They, they sit upon that throne and they ain't giving it up. For the most right. ass-backward Dunning-Krugerettes in all of America. I mean, they just can't. They can't help themselves. They really can't. You know? of uh, In the voting against their own self-interest department, they rule. There's like, they're one and two. And like, number three, mm-hmm. okay, is so far right. below. Yeah. They're, they're up there with the Johnny Walker Blue and the Delamaine on the top shelf. And then there's, like, the shelf underneath, there's nothing on it. Then you come down to shit like, you know, Jack Daniels single barrel and shit. That's how far out there they are. Florida's new Board of Education chairman is an anti-evolution Christian extremist. Mm-hmm. I know. Shocking. I read that, yeah. And there's a lot, a lot of redundancy in what you just said there. Yeah. Andy Tuck. Why are you calling him a Christian? Because the story, that's what the story that's says? The story says. Yeah, well, I don't believe it. Christian extremist. Yeah, I don't believe that he's yeah. a Christian. Yeah. I don't take him at his word. Yes. Ignorance for the Lord, Florida's new Board of Education chair is an anti-science Christian extremist who denies evolution. Andy Tuck, an ignorant conservative Christian, and he said, yeah, you'll like this. I, I deny his the Christianity. progressive secular right. humorist, humanist. Mm-hmm. That's the page that I got this one off of. Uh, he is a uh, citrus farmer. Mm-hmm. He's Florida's new Board of Education Chair Tuck, a self a self identified here. Yes, you yes, love this, yes, ready? Right. Person of faith. I understand. Person of faith. I understand that he makes that declaration, but uh, I'm calling him a liar, flat out. Oh yeah. Well, this is what he said as a uh, school board member. He said he proudly declared, as a person of faith, I strongly oppose any study of evolution as fact at mm. all. Mm-hmm. I'm purely in favor of it saying a theory and. Only a theory. I won't support any evolution being taught as fact in at all in any of our schools. And the the line that this guy, the the reporter, the person who wrote this piece, wrote right after that, he goes, "The stupid, it burns." Yes, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, he's but he's not stupid. He's a liar. Yes. All right. Yes. He's he's not fooling anyone. Right. He's and, willfully and he's, ignorant. He's lying about the obvious, yes. which is insulting to the intelligence. All right. You're not fooling anyone. You're not a Christian. And here's another fact. Here's a fact. If he won't accept evolution, the fact of evolution, maybe he'll accept this fact. Jesus said in the Bible three times. Rich people do not, under any circumstances, go to heaven. Yes. Asshole. Yes. And yes. he, Jesus, Camel. is the criteria. Jesus sets the standard. He is the way, the truth, and the light. And no one cometh unto the Father but by him. And he said, rich fucks like you do not go to heaven. Asshole. Prior, yeah. Unless... So you're a liar. To asking for you're a this, liar. When he, you opposes, give it all away. when he opposes reality 
in the when we opposes the reality of evolution, I would like to remind everyone here's that he my, opposes the reality of Jesus's words. Here's my question, okay, based on that. Can you be super duper rich for your entire life and put in your will hmm? that all of your worldly possessions upon your death Negative. be given away to charity? Negative. Can't no. Do that. No. That doesn't A count. rich man came There's to Jesus. No side door let there? me put it to you. Let me give it to you. Let me <laughs> Hey, I'm just asking. Uh, asking for in, a friend. In context, <laughs> the rich guy came to Jesus and said, What if I do this I'm doing right, this, I, this, right, and yeah. this? And what if I do this, this, and this? And Jesus said, Sell everything. Everything and give the money to the poor. And the rich guy said, Really? That's, that's, yeah, that's the thing. That. You got to do that. Yeah. What yeah. I just said. All those other yeah, but what about, but I did, I just, yeah, 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 I know, I know. And right. he walked off and the disciples were like, Really? Really? And Jesus said, Let me spell it out for you. All right. And you know the, you know the passage. Oh, yeah. It's easier, it's easier to, for a camel to pass through the, 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 the eye of a needle than it is for a rich yeah. man to get that means it. Through ain't going to happen. That's Jesus' way of saying, Ain't going to happen. And you're going to deny that. All right. Citrus so, farmer. Yeah. <laughs> Sell your land. Give the money to the poor, you faker. Unbelievable. When you're done, you can wash my feet. So here, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to get in trouble for this with the uh, Talib and Omar uh, mm. brouhaha. Yeah, you are. I am. Basically, they were originally, they had set up a trip, mm-hmm. and, and every year... Every every off year election, so 2018, 2000, every off year election, mm-hmm. APAC, the American Israeli Political Action Committee, sponsors mm-hmm. a trip for all the freshmen, congressmen, women, anybody to come to Israel. Mm-hmm. They sponsor it, they fly them over, and they did that this year. There were like 70 of them that went over Republicans, Democrats, both. Mm-hmm. Talib. And Omar, mm-hmm. half the squad, okay, so that's half a squad, mm-hmm. said they didn't want to go with everybody else. They wanted to go in a row. Trump, of course, tweets. Yeah. Netanyahu. Trump Trump mm-hmm. tweets for Netanyahu to jump. Netanyahu mm, asks jumps, him exactly yeah. how high. Yeah. <laughs> on the Trump, way up. And, and on, <laughs> on the way up, right. Right. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good one. I like that. And, of course, says you can't go. Then there's the debate. We're not going to let you in. And the reason that he, they claimed that was because of the, uh, the BDS mm. movement. Bob, boycott, divest, sanction. Obviously, this is another one of these contrived grievances because they were well aware of that initially. Right. Okay? Here's the thing. Then, of course, they said, okay, you know, humanitarian reasons because uh, I think it was uh, Omar's. Omar Talib, I'm not Talib, sure. Talib's grandma. Grandma lives out there. She's old, hadn't seen Talib, her, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, so Netanyahu says, all right, we'll let you know humanitarian reasons. And mm. and then they said, well, now we're not going to go. Right. All right. Because she said, I was watching the report this morning. Yeah. Because they gave a, a news conference yesterday, yeah, which I watched. Yeah. They wanted some assurances that uh, they wouldn't be talking the boycott or supporting the boycott while they're there. Right. And, and, and Talib is okay. like, ah, I'm not going to assure you nothing. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to go. There's so much stupid in and, the, and, and, and arm folded, arms folded across the chest and pouting going on all on around both? Yeah. on both sides. Stop it. You grown up children. You right. children acting like children. Here's the thing. Okay. I heard somebody, you know, on Fox, I think, make what I consider to be at least a somewhat valid point. He goes, look, 
if somebody from a foreign country who had openly mm-hmm. supported a movement that said boycott American goods, divest all mm-hmm. of your stuff from America, uh, yeah. you know, sanction America, and then said, "We, I want to come in and I want to meet with all of the, you know, I, I want to meet with you people, the government, but I also want to meet with, you know, the people who believe right. in my thing, and I want to also be able to openly espouse these, you know, these, these beliefs of mine. Would we would we be so quick to let them in? And, and it occurred to me, you know what? I you know, yeah, we believe in freedom. We believe in freedom of speech for American citizens. Yeah, those are two different issues. We're talking about our constitution versus what right. another country ought to do. And uh, I, I I'd like to say whatever your your opinion of uh, Israeli politics and whatever uh, and whichever whoever happens to be president now and uh, whatever active policy uh, is 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 going on in there. Whether you're a fan of Netanyahu or you were I'm uh, not or whether I'm you, not a fan or whether of you were a fan of uh, of Rabin. This is the problem. He's got an election coming that's, up that's in a month, and if he if he had done nothing. Okay, he would have had a let's, lot of trouble from his right the, flank. The fans of the Netanyahu versus the the fans the fans of Rabin. Okay, yes, uh, sure, it's it's sure. Rabin, right. my man, right. oh, my kind of guy. A, <sighs> uh, you know, I Mike, get a tear when I think of it. When I think as of it. do and, I, and I, right. you know, because we were so close, and, I, and by we, I mean the world. Think we about were. this horseshit that's going on what, right now. But let me tell you something. This yeah. brings up. An interesting point, but because, but, but but I didn't that never got to my point. Okay, I'm if, sorry. If, go you're, ahead. if you don't want to be hypocrites, and I'm talking about these these two congresswomen with whom I'm sympathetic, with with their plight, their position, and everything. Oh, Here's what it should have been: the hey, everybody's uh, taking the APAC trip to uh, to Israel. Just say, you know what? Hey, guess what? We're boycotting Israel, so you know we're not going. Right. Bang! End of story. Poof. Yeah. Either that, or simply just go. Put your money where your mouth is. If you're if you're supporting or, the boycott, then boycott it. Or go, mm-hmm. okay, meet with the people you want to be, meet with, mm-hmm. okay? Don't go over there and badmouth the country while in the country, which is basically just a flat insult. But when you come back, say whatever you want as an Ameri- as a member that's, of Congress, as an American citizen, that, say whatever you want. That, that's a good idea, too, because whatever, you know? whatever you think of, of their politics, I don't oblige uh, an individual or a nation because of the right of association yes. to humor someone they don't like. Yes, 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 okay? yes. Exactly. Right. Whether, Look, I don't. Know. I don't necessarily. I basically don't agree and, with them. And, and, here's a, and I would feel that way. Wh- whoever were the president of Israel Look, was right now, they have the right to believe whatever they want. They have the right to right. espouse whatever beliefs they want. Here's the thing. All right, you were pointing out the world had a chance. Mm-hmm. There's an expression that was used to describe uh, Yasser Arafat mm-hmm. and the PLO when they were that close. Okay, when. It, Somebody said he never misses an opportunity to miss an opportunity. I've heard that. Okay. Mm-hmm. When the West Bank and Gaza Strip were originally created, okay, mm-hmm. the citizens chose as their government in a democratic election, they mm-hmm. elected Hamas, an avowed terrorist organization, who then took the money that was given to them by the UN and Took all yeah. the money. We're and not. what did they do? They didn't build roads. They didn't build I, schools. I they didn't build hospitals. You know what they built? Mm-hmm. Tunnels. I know. I know. So they could smuggle in arms. 
nevertheless. Unless you you can't start this story there, though. Oh yeah, I know you can't. I'm just saying. Before you know, right. I don't like Israel becoming more and more like South Africa under apartheid. The the way that the population is developing, it's inevitable. It's it's, it's yeah, and that makes me sick. And makes me fucking uh, sick. To, okay, there's a scholarship named after my grandfather at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. Okay, they you know, and I have family members and very good friends of the family who are massive supporters of Israel, as my family has been for as long as I've been alive. And I understand it. I support it. I, you know, okay. But the Netanyahu uh, administration has, it's it's Trump on the Mediterranean, yeah. baby. Yeah. It's, it's not, I don't know. Do you it's can't, not. It's not. If you think it's, it's not if you groovy, think it's democracy, but it's not. It's your fun. Not you know what? That's enough of that. You ready to get back some groove, baby? I am. Did you? You had some on guns. Fuck the guns. Can we leave the guns? Yeah, out? let's do the guns tomorrow. Another day. Whatever. You got yeah. it, man. I'll talk you off the air. Yeah, we will get back to the high lyrics on the groovathon at SoFloRadio.com.
more money than all the other candidates put together, and I intend to outspend every one of them. I am going to enter every single primary, and I am going to win every primary, and I am going to be the next president of the United States. Same time jockin', so a brother like MD takes a chill and lay low, hypnotize your girl while the funk flow. Funk flow. I got more gas to keep me pumping, just like Getty. Use the same fuel as Mario Andretti, kicking buttons up beginning all the way to the end. He drives, I ride no matter what we win. I come fully equipped with the mic on my head. On my trip, you there's no time to split. Cause when it's time for some action, just when I'm like the jacket, do a spin, grab my nuts. And start taxing, let the MCs know that I shock white lightning and mess with the E double E. That sounds fire, sounds fire, sounds fire. So let the phone let the phone flow. Blast off, blast off, and off we go. We usually take up fast, but now we take up slow. I would say Bomber Yards, but I'm not leaving. I don't want to go, but the girls keep screaming. So I will stay if that's fine with you, but I won't leave until the party's through. So while I'm here, let me get funky, feeding it for the rhyme. Like a four-deuce junk, put the pep in your step, the slide and the glide. EP and D them with nationwide. While the bass is steady pumping and the beat be like thumpy, like thumpy. You lose your cool, then you start jumping. You're out of control and I'm right on track. A second later, I work the bone at your back. To mess with the two is to mess with hot water. You like a hang, torture, then slaughter. Or suck an MC, who proceed to intrude. E said, I'm in the booth. For addition and dismissing. All those who don't listen, real and ones, present as if we was fishing. Cause in 88, no wait, I think it's too late Cause in 87, you bit on the old bait So let the funk, let the funk, let the funk Old boy, you in the danger zone When the brother P&B's on the microphone The slow momentum of my rhymes are divine and combined To go off beat and come back on time To maintain and explain, but never sound the same And when it comes to do this, very few remain People on my job, on my rhymes on the rhymes Dip in the phone booth just like Clark Kent Step out just to impress with no intention to fest Chillin' hard, 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 h
drink a six pack, baby mellow shrug. That's not the mood, it's about hip hop. The lava top playing and screaming how to stop. Let's get it straight for 1988. For it could sound fine for 1989. I hear the girls out there saying E is hot. E is hot. That'll only show you what juice I got. And if you don't like me and you yelling boo, there's nothing wrong with me. There's something wrong with you. So let the fun, let the fun flow. So let the fun flow. Stop calling me. 
favorite ride man, don't you let my favorite ride man, don't you let my favorite ride man, don't you let my favorite ride
Save my mind for later. That is the George Rodriguez special you were telling me about. Uh, these guys, like yes, this these new, this new these do. It's been going on for a long time. Like uh, acts like uh, like Delirium and Conjure One, which I, I think goes back to the eighties, where you had these electronic music producers that uh, that team up with female vocalists. Uh, but in this particular case, she's a songwriter, and she uh, you know she writes this the songs that you hear, and then the Polish ambassador. I don't know his real name, but that's uh, they, and they both got solo oh, he, careers. That's the guy, the, the Polish ambassador. Yeah, so the they're the duet. So it's Ayla Nerio and the Polish ambassador together, and they both got solo careers. Uh, with their own thing, and his stuff is more like EDM dancey stuff, right. with like the the throbbing kind of crunchy industrial sounding stuff that you would normally hear. But more and more lately, he's been collaborating with people like like Elenario and and even some hip hop oh. female vocalists, and coming up with really crazy stuff. And it's not the only one, but that's just a, like a really good example it's of what's like, going on uh, out there. The cut cut chemist meets uh, yeah. Joe meets yeah. Judy so Collins. It's it's wonderful <laughs> collaborations. It the it fills Joan my heart Baez with hope. Right. And, uh, uh, fat yeah. Boy Slim collaboration. It, it, indeed, indeed, it is very much like that. <laughs> it, 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 no, it, and it's uh, it's two great tastes that taste great together. By the way, the name of the genre is folktronica. You're kidding. I, I Are wish you I, I, that's what came me? up when I ripped it. When I, uh, I'm sorry, I'm only borrowing uh, music from the internet. By that I mean I, I download it, I listen to it, then I re-upload it. To, <laughs> <laughs> I return return it to the same site that I downloaded. <laughs> Before yeah. that, man, what a terrific song. Uh, let my don't let my baby ride. It's a remix of a, a song uh, by R.L. Burnside. This one is uh, him and a guy named T. Model Ford. Those are the two guys. Yell of the uh, the bio on uh, Burnside. Mm-hmm. He was born in 1926 
in either Harmontown, College Hill, or Blackwater Creek, all of which are in the rural part of Lafayette County, Mississippi. And it's near the area that would be covered by Bardis Lake or Sardis Lake a few years later. So none of the towns exist anymore. They're not really sure. You know, they have no idea. But uh, that's a remix that was done. This guy basically languished in obscurity for most of his life. And then at some point, like in the 90s, you know, he got, you know, people started rediscovering him. And, and you know, he, he, he fell into favor with, uh, you know, these mixologists and a lot of the uh, the psychedelic bands that are out now. And he even got like a... You know, I guess some punk people started to, you know, redo some of his stuff. It's pretty interesting shit. Uh, before that, I couldn't help myself. Atomic Rooster. That is Breakthrough Take from 1971. Uh, it's their third album. Uh, it's called In Hearing of Atomic Rooster. Now, this is a band that over the course of its life has had a bazillion people that went on to other things. Most mm-hmm. notably, uh, Carl Palmer who went on to ELP. Um who else was in this? Oh, this is the one I like. Uh, Eric uh, Rick Parnell was the drummer for the U.S. tour that supported this particular album. And uh, if that name doesn't ring a bell, he went on to be the drummer for Spinal Tap. Oh, boy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let me see. Uh, John uh, Goodsell was a guitarist for the album, Nice and Greasy. He ended up uh, playing with everybody, put together band Brand X. Stuff like that. So it's, it's interesting stuff. Atomic Roots is one of those bands that, you know, for for that kind of psychedelic, you know, that that time in psychedelic music, everybody got into those guys. They're they're pretty freaked out. For that man, nice mixing that EPMD. Let the funk flow from Strictly Business. That was their first album. Came out on uh, Sleeping Bag Records. I remember hearing about these guys, like when they hadn't put out anything, because when I was a tower which was back in 85, uh, Millie Walker used to take me up to uh, Sleeping Bag Records, which is where these mm. guys ended up recording with. And uh, we were up there because Mantronics and MCT were on that, and that was our thing back then. These guys, all their albums, it's uh, Strictly Business, Unfinished Business, Business as Usual, Business Never Personal, Back in Business, Out of Business, We Mean Business, and Big Business. So never really quite out of business. A little more uh, Larry Flint. Mm-hmm. You know, Larry Flint for president. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Larry Flint for president, baby. You know, you got to love that. Before that, the magnificent freedom. Fuck off and leave me alone. Okay. This is uh, a very unusual kind of, this is truly a digging through the crates kind of thing. It's from DJ Goo. G-U. And he's got a label called Our Label Records. All right. Okay? That's the name of it. And uh, it's, you know, deep funk monster shit. Um, what else? There was something interesting about this. But you forgot. Oh, it's, yeah. Basically, it says, it's the first and probably only recording of the Magnificent Freedom, who were put together in 2005 somewhere in Leeds in the uh, United Kingdom. This is it. It's their only thing. The Magnificent Freedom, Fuck Off and Leave Me Alone. And kicking off the set, yeah, I brought these guys up last week. The High Learys. song is called Letters to Alice 45. They came out with the 2015. These cats are from Australia. Thing is, they don't exist anymore. They are no longer called the High Learys. They're now not, okay, they're now just the myths. 
M-Y-T-H-S. Not the myths, just myths. Myths. I understand myths. There, are, there are bands like Eurythmics that aren't, aren't the Eurythmics. Right. Just Eurythmics. Just Eurythmics, yeah. So the High Lyrics, that's letters to Alice, though. They, uh, they, I think they had one album that they came out with. That was it, the High Lyrics. And I've been saying, you know, there's some great stuff coming out in the, uh, you know, in the, the modern psychedelic garage stuff. So I've got, I've got a whole bunch of stuff lined up for future shows. I've found great tracks like that. They're all over the place. I love that shit. Eat up with a spoon. So, money. It's yeah. all about money. Yeah, I know. Right? Tell me about but it. But before I get into the uh, meat of the order here, um, there was a headline that caught my eye uh, the other day, and it is Malaysia charges Goldman Sachs executives in one MDB scandal. This is something that most Americans have. Go Malaysia. They haven't paid attention to it. Here's why they should. You don't normally hear there's good a, stuff coming out of there. Well, there's a, there's a movie um, that came out about this. It's called uh, Kleptocrats. It came out, I think, last year. All right. Basically, like this, that. Is a, this is a scandal involving the Malaysian government. And it took down the prime minister. One of the things he's they basically took taxpayer money, the country's money, Malaysians' money, and they said they were going to invest it. And it was a company that was supposedly in Saudi Arabia and doing oil and stuff that hadn't existed like prior to 2009 or something. Like it just out of nowhere. People involved in it are very shady. You know, this guy named Joe Lowe. That's his name. Seriously. And this cat was known as the party animal. He would throw parties with 10, you know, he partied with all the big stars. And there's, they started a film company. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. But this company produced and put up the financing for the movie The Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. okay? Which, Sorry, I'm not Mike. Yeah. Which <laughs> I run. Okay. And one of the great scenes in uh, the documentary, Kleptocrats, it's got, uh, there are two. One is at the, uh, the opening of the movie, Leonardo DiCaprio. Talking, who got paid twenty five million bucks for the movie? Twenty five million dollars huh? of Malaysian go, go Leon. Yeah, Malaysian citizens' money. He was saying, you know, this is an important story, and uh, Red Granite. That was a Red Granite Pictures, I think it was the name of it. And he was saying, you know, this is one of those movies. It's we're we're really glad we could find somebody who was willing to take the risk and put up the money for an important movie like this that shows. Uh, how people are taking advantage of taxpayer money and ripping off the taxpayers. Meanwhile, that's how they got the financing for the. They're, they mirror the real life way they came up with the money to make a movie about such a thing. Okay, mm-hmm. is basically what the movie's about. Except we're talking. They're basically what's happening now is Malaysia, unlike America, they're. Uh, Attorney General and Department of Justice, they're the equivalent over there. They're basically suing Goldman Sachs for $7.5 billion. That's how much money was stolen. $7 billion. When they raided the prime minister's house, him and his wife, his wife had some, it was, she basically made Imelda Marcos look like a pauper. Okay. She had, Boxes and boxes and boxes full of $10,000 a pop handbags. Mm. 
tens of millions of dollars wow. in in jewels. You know, just they found millions and millions of dollars in cash. But they, one of the ways they caught them was uh, they found an apartment in New York. This is the thing, you know, real estate in New York is like where everybody's hiding their money now. You know, I remember when people used to come here to make their, people used to come to New York originally to make their fortune. Now they come there to fucking spend it and hide it. That's the transition of New York becoming increasingly a gated community for millionaires. That's a whole other thing. (laughs) But an apartment was sold to this guy, Joe Lowe. Okay? He's like the cat behind all this bullshit. All right. At the uh, Time Warner Center, which is in Columbus Circle, one of the penthouses, for $31 million or something like that. And the, the real estate agent did it on behalf of Robert De Niro's son. And it turns out that De Niro actually had met with the guys from Grand Pictures and had met with the prime minister and wife. And he had said they were they wanted to get financing for a movie called The Irishman, which actually did come out later on. Mm-hmm. Walkins and that. There you go. Walker. Mm-hmm. I do my walking after midnight. It was the other one. I'm walking. Walking in the rain. Sorry. I just, it's but they, this guy from the Hollywood Reporter, he calls up Robert De Niro. They got this in a movie. This is the, this is one of those things that makes me kind of no longer like De Niro. Okay. Okay. Because generally we like yeah, De Niro. We yeah, like him as an yeah, actor. Right. We like him as as you or know where like he stands. His, uh, his politics, right? Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> he basically plays dumb and mute. And at the end of it, he goes, you know, I don't like you. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here with this. You know, you're trying to fucking rope me in on this and shit. And he hangs up the phone. He basically, you know, tries to get out, wiggle out of it. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, I didn't really know much about it. And one of the interesting things, these guys are saying, you know, eventually, these are huge stars. I mean, it's it's Scorsese. It's DiCaprio. It's, it's Joan. These are massive mm-hmm. stars. Yeah. In this movie that was financed by money stolen from the Malaysian people. Wow. And in Malaysia, unlike here in America... They go after the executives, <laughs> like Finland, you know, they, when, they, when they went after the uh, the bankers and everything. Yeah, they the go after right. the top guys. Yeah, they hold. They're going to throw them in jail. They're yeah. holding them right now. They're awesome. trying to bring awesome. them back. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, this the best thing ever. You know, you know why? Why aren't we doing? Hey, that that's with, not one of those countries where they. Why aren't we doing that with the Sacklers and and Purdue Malaysia, Pharmaceutical? Are they like one of those Muslim countries that kills the gay people in death squads? You know what the thing is? They were they they label themselves, and I believe or am I confusing them with Indonesia? Well, that was a thing. <laughs> no, Malaysia. <laughs> I just uh, but I, Malaysia was always. I made, get my Asia's mixed up. They 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 basically they had like the same political party running the show since independence for like 50 years or something. Okay. And a guy that, uh, I think it was Najir, was the prime minister up until he got the boot 2015, 2016, over the scandal, the one MDB scandal. All right. So on August the 9th, Malaysia brought charges against specific bankers at Goldman Sachs, specific people, high-up people, and Goldman Sachs... In their annual report, when the, the original article started coming out, said that uh, Blank Fine and uh, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's, it's Simon, but Blank Fine, who's like the top dog there, mm-hmm. they basically said that their bonuses, okay, could be 
basically clawed back. I think that was the word clawed back. Mm-hmm. If this thing goes, uh, you know, goes goes south on them, and they have to pony up money, they can decrease their bonuses. They're not taking away their bonuses or throwing them in jail. No, okay, these guys are billionaires already. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they'll only make like five or ten million in bonuses, not their normal, you know, thirty, forty, fifty billion, because. You know, the shareholders and stuff. Okay, so here's the yeah. thing. You ready? Yeah. Ready. Last Wednesday, uh, which was the 14th of August, okay, something that I had warned about at the beginning of last year, okay, on the very first show of 2018, which was January the 15th show, okay, I warned about a whole bunch of shit. And I brought up stuff that's basically total wonk shit, all right? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? All right. You got that clip? I got that clip. All right. This is what I said on the January 15th show of 2018. Economists concerned about what may come. Could the curve be warning of a U.S. recession? The curve they're talking about here is something called the yield curve. Um, basically, this is one of those things that economy wonks, like myself, mm-hmm. get into. It is a harbinger of the future. Now, the way it works is this. When you buy bonds, okay, mm-hmm. the longer the length of the bond, the higher the interest rate, okay? okay? Because yeah. you're tying up your money mm-hmm. for a longer period of time, so you get a better payback. So what they look at um, is the difference between the two-year bond and the 10-year bond. So the, two, the 10-year bond should have a higher yield mm-hmm. than the two-year bond. Well, the spread um, between uh, the, the two- and 10-year bonds fell from 135 basis points which in December of 2016, so basically a year ago, mm-hmm. as of December, just a month ago, it was only 51 basis points, okay? And that is the lowest spread in basis points between the two and 10-year bonds um, since October 2007. We all know what happened just after that, right? Yeah, the crash. Yep. This is the thing, and they're, they're really scared about it becoming inverted because that means that people have no positive expectation for future money so they're willing to only do short-term investment nobody wants to that's the real fear that the the curve goes flat mm-hmm. so something to keep an eye out on another thing that we've been that i was you know looking at consumer credit card debt increased to 11 increased 11.2 billion dollars in november the largest monthly increase in a year according to the latest federal reserve data consumers now own a mountain of credit card debt in excess of one trillion dollars that is the highest level since before the 2008 financial crisis mm-hmm. consumer spending jumped 2.7 percent last year while real disposable income rose 1.9 percent so we are now officially spending 0.8 percent more money than we're making as a nation nice. that's not not the, that's not the government that's like us, us okay meanwhile the savings rate for consumers dropped to just 2.9% as of November versus 6% two years ago. Okay, the only time that Americans have been saving less money than they are today, okay, was between 1929 and 1931, which was the height of the, you know, the The Great Great Depression. Depression. So total consumer debt increased to $3.8 trillion, which is the largest monthly increase in debt in 16 years. And student debt and auto loans are up, rose to $16.8 billion in November, up more than 7% from the same period a year ago. I point all of this out because at the beginning of the year, 
2017, I said, you know, the stock market's going up. Everybody looks great. And I said, watch out. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on these numbers. I said it last year. I said, start watching um, the, uh, I think it's Morgan Stanley Chase has a number that they come out with that it gauges all of the large investment firms and whether they are long on mm-hmm. the stock market or short on the stock market, whether they have more bets on companies going up than they do on going down. Okay, and I was looking at it and I said, start watching during the summer for that and sure as the sun rises in the east, that number started to go down. So So there you go. Yeah, baby. Nice. Nice yeah. explanation. I understand it now. Yeah. <laughs> and of course last week yeah. what I warned about yep, the actually happened. Curve. The yield curve became inverted temporarily during the day. And what happened? Yeah, baby. The jet the Dow Jones tanked eight hundred points. The next day during uh the president's working vacation. It's like mm. his whole thing is a fucking... I, I don't know. <laughs> you know. But uh, he went up to uh, New Hampshire for one of his, you know, organized praise-a-paloozas that he uh, has to have in order to feed mm. his mm. adulation addiction. And he actually had the balls to contend that whether you like him or not, you have to vote for him. Otherwise, your 401ks, will, 401ks are going to go down to crapper. And, and I was thinking to myself, okay, basically... Around 50% of Americans, okay, uh, own any kind of stock at all, whether Mm -hmm. it's through a 401k or whether they have uh, individually purchased common shares of stock. And the fact of the matter is that like 90% of all traded stock is owned by less than 10% of, Mm -hmm. of Americans. And I thought it struck me as a bit ironic that, you know, his cult, Excuse me, his crowd, yes. pardon me, uh, up there in New Hampshire, you know, uh, they all applauded and cheered when he said this. You you have to vote for me, otherwise it's going on a crap. I mean, basically, I'm willing to bet that far less than half the people in that audience up there in the Granite State, live free or die, live free or go broke, mm-hmm. you know, actually claim to be living free and simultaneously wind up going broke. They don't own any stock. Please. He insults them to their faces. Yeah. He, in, in previous rallies, uh, leading up to this election, it, it was when I used to share things on Facebook, it was a clip of him saying, I'm sorry, folks, if you don't have a lot of money, you're not worth a crap. You know? yeah. Basically, you're all losers. He you say, suck. You he, know, he insults them to their faces. and they're, you know, you know, wait, Because, he's a, because I, of the bigotry. Yeah. That's it. Are you going to walk him out it. of me? That's all. I'll tell you something. I, he, he literally has managed to put together an amalgam of people who are, by and large, single-issue voters. Yeah. It's all the single-issue yep. voters. Yep. They're the ones, and it's like a whole bunch of them put together. And it's, you know, it's the, uh, the basket of deplorables. You know? Yeah, that's. I was driving driving down a road, and there was a, a basket of deplorable. There was a truck in front of me, and it was for a septic tank company, mm. and it said blah 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 septic tank smells like money to us. <laughs> that's I get the way where you're I, going. I get the, the way, analogy right. right. That's the yeah. way I think about this. Okay, so this is where I get a, a tad wonky again. I do the best I can to explain this. Okay, the last thing that I mentioned in that clip was the uh, Morgan Stanley Index regarding overall position for large hedge funds, whether they are long or short mm. in total. Uh, it's called the Net Leverage Index. And on 
two weeks ago on the 7th of August, Forbes Online posted an article saying hedge funds turn most bearish since 2016. Net leverage hits three-year low as funds stay skeptical on the market, yet their faith in crowded stocks surges to a five-year high. Now, the what they mean by crowded stocks is no. stocks where this, this, this is where uh, hedge funds and investment houses are all putting their money into individual particular stocks that have a uh, reliable performance history in in times like this uh energy stocks usually do well you know fpl and stuff like that you're always gonna need energy mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing uh medical stocks usually do well oil still at 55 so you know right around there brent's at 59 west texas at 55 but that's what they mean they're they're not spreading their money out for buying stocks over a wide swath mm-hmm. of the market they're all tending their buys are all kind of crowding into certain stocks all right okay as stocks whipsawed over the week hedge funds took a stance that's hard to frame as bullish intensifying bets against the market and limiting long positions to a shrinking group of companies that's what they mean okay their their bets on who's going up is going to a smaller and smaller group of companies the ratio of hedge funds long to short positions known as net leverage sank to its lowest level since February 2016. Data compiled by Morgan Stanley showed. And uh, it said at the same time, gross leverage, okay, which is a gauge of appetite, is still up. Okay, Now, gross leverage is basically... The total amount of bets, okay, mm. essentially what it is that hedge funds have. So that's in, that's bets on companies that are going to go up, as well as bets on companies that are going to go down. That's the, they they combine all of that because you're risking money either way. If mm. you're betting a company goes down and the market goes up, you lose money on that bet. All if right. you're short, it's called mm-hmm. selling short. Mm-hmm. Okay, so while Hedge fund stocks re, uh, exposure remains elevated. Okay, they, they still have quite a bit of exposure. The bulk of the positions are short, which means more of their bets are on companies going down. Meanwhile, long positions, bets on companies to go up, mm-hmm. okay, among the funds have become concentrated into a few names giving rise to a level of crowding that breeds concern about mass exodus. And this is one of those things where all these companies, these hedge funds that are betting on certain companies that have reliable history of sustaining value in turbulent times like this, if their bets, if all these people have their money in the same place and something goes wrong, they could all pull out simultaneously and tank the stock. Right. Okay. Now, it says that uh, the broad rise in short, uh, was, uh, having a big short position can amplify rallies when the market turns since higher prices force the bears, the people who mm-hmm. are betting against it, to have to buy back their shares to avoid bigger losses. Okay. okay. But that's not happening now. 
they uh, they said the clients were taking advantage of last week's carnage to snap up shares and returned. You're going to love this. Here's something you and I can't do to return borrowed stocks. It's an action known as short covering. <laughs> like when I borrow files from the internet. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. The difference is you can't make money off of them. These right. guys can. They can literally borrow a stock. If it goes down, they lose money. If it goes up, they make money. But they don't actually own the, own stock. the stock. They're only, yeah. All right. And they have to pay a percentage of their loss. It's like, basically, it's like yeah. having a company stake horse you. Okay. In poker. So if you lose, it's on. You know, except it's the opposite. If you lose, it's on you. Mm. But if you win, they take half your winnings. The broad rise in short positions and concentrated nature of longs has pushed, and this is important, this is the number. It has pushed the spread between gross and net leverage to a five-year high. What that means is the difference between the amount of leverage that hedge funds have Okay, in companies, their betting are going to increase in value. Okay, versus the total amount of leverage they have, which is the bets they have on companies going up combined with the bets they have on companies going down. Okay, okay, that is the gross leverage. It's the total amount of bets they mm-hmm. have out there. Okay, the net leverage is the amount when you when you total that together is it in the plus range all right okay that spread is at a five-year high okay okay which means they're betting on a market to go down these guys look their their job okay it's it's an interesting line from uh can't what it's called it's called uh can't what the name of the movie is but um uh damn can't what it's called but there's a great line where the guy goes the the chairman of the board goes do you know what my job is here? He goes, my job is to basically figure out not what the market did yesterday or the market is going to do today. My job is to figure out what it's going to do a week and week from now, a month from now, a year from now. That's it. Nothing more. <laughs> that okay. is all I do. Not the big short or anything. No, no, it wasn't the big short. This this was a uh, yeah it's a, it's a movie I can't I'll figure it out later on but that's what he said that's what these guys do their job okay is to figure out what's going to happen down the line okay now when you get the inverted yield curve of course that makes news because it happens so rarely and it is absolutely considered a harbinger mm-hmm. for down the line and you've got this delay and all these guys are. Basically, what you're hearing more and more is that they're thinking there's going to be a crash in 2021. Perfect. Trump gets ousted from office. The Democrat goes in. And Fox News can then claim yeah. the Democrats that's did. Right. Sure, that's this what they always do. Right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. They do it all the time. It's a perfect setup. I've said this before. This is absolutely what happens when Republicans get in office. On their way out the door, what they do is they take a big fucking right. steaming shit, shit right. in the fucking, you know, in the, in the, in the fucking... What do they call the 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 desk that's mm. in the that's in the Oval Office? The Resolute. It's made from the Resolute, the SS Resolute. Okay. The Resolute. They take a big shit in like the bottom drawer, and then they fucking super glue it shut. Mm. So the next guy who comes in has to basically sit there and get like the engineers 
to mm. open it up. Meanwhile, he has to sit there and smell the whole fucking thing. This is what they do. They do it over and over again, and they're mm. prepping it. Yep. Pay attention. Okay? Pay fucking attention. Now, their number, technically the market has to fall 10% in a period of time to be considered a correction, 20% to be labeled as a recession, and 30% is what it takes for, you know, the Wall Street fucking corner office, mm-hmm. you know, alpha-type masters of the universe to even whisper the word depression out loud. Trump, right now, okay, has got an interest rate problem, okay? He keeps busting, uh, I think it's Powell, the head of the, uh, you know, the head, head of Treasury, okay? Mm-hmm. Keeps busting this guy, this guy's chops, you know, lower interest rates so that, uh, you know, it's easier, mm-hmm. so it's cheaper yeah. to borrow money, right. blah, blah, blah. Well, interest rates are ridiculously low, and the thing is, is generally you lower interest rates after when when there's a, a serious correction mm-hmm. or you're into recession. That's one of the ways you can kind of plug up the dike a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay? But interest rates are already so fucking low. Mm-hmm. Okay? And he wants to make them even lower. Trump's already saying that he should go lower. He's already in panic mode. Mm-hmm. The market hasn't even gone into full panic mode. And he is. Okay? And if you keep if you're if they're that low, if something bad really does happen, we're screwed. There's no way. What are you going to do? You can't zeros as low as they can go. We're already mm. at like two percent. We lowered them a full point, four different lowers last year. <clears throat> There's an expression. Okay. Mm. The best time to fix the roof is when the sun is shining. Right. Okay. This is something Republicans never ever. Ever, ever do. You know? Who cares about debt? We're right. in office. Right. We'll right. care about oh, debt yeah. Yeah. after we're gone. Let's have when a you're price. in there and you want yeah. to spend the money on your shit, that's when we're going to scream and yell in Hammond Hall. Let's have a tax Fuck. cut for the rich As, in the war. In the, yeah, right. in the words of Larry Flint, the immortal Larry Flint, fuck you, motherfuckers. Seriously. Fuck you. You are going... You're going to tank yeah, Now who's getting excited? I was getting excited earlier in the show talking about Jesus. Yeah, well, you know what? You can talk about faith. I'm talking mm-hmm. about money, motherfucker. And what did I say about Jesus? Those well, people, guess what? Those people you're talking any about? Now they're all going to be eligible for heaven because they're not going to have any fucking money. Right. Just the Wall Streeters. Right. The people they that make are, money either way. Because just, just like, you know. You can't serve God and mammon. And just this like is Duke why. And Duke. This is why Jesus said that. You can't serve God and mammon. Because if your life is spent, if your life is spent in pursuit of profit, you're basically what, you're what's wrong with the world. The love of money yes. is the root of all evil. For the love of the OJs, baby. <clears throat> people will steal from their brother. For the love of money. Yeah, yep. fuck that shit. All right. All right. Let's get ready to get back some freaking groove over here. Yo, this yeah. one's going out to my boy, Tom Semioli, and the whole crew of people, Tony Senator and the rest of these cats that, uh, that do the uh, Know Your Bass Player site. Right. Yeah, baby, Joe Jackson on the groove on at SoFloRadio.com.
Blisters on my mind and hands. 
Stops turning as you hear the bodies burning. No more war pigs have the power. go war pigs that is cake i I love these guys very underappreciated band indeed yeah man those guys are great they've got so much great stuff that is actually from uh slab they came out with called b-sides and rarities came out with it in 2007 uh war pigs of course originally black sabbath paranoid on the uh on the b-sides and rarities album by cake there is a phenomenal version of barry white's never never going to give you up that they it's just it's so good <laughs> it's fucking great for that lefties soul connection fade to do 
from uh, Skimming the Scum also came out in 2007. Those cats from Germany. Before that, yeah, not Black Sabbath, Brown Sabbath. <laughs> Sounds a little gross. Yeah, Fairies Wear Boots, of course, also originally on Paranoid. The band uh, was originally called Brownout from Austin, Texas. and It was a side project from the uh, crew to put together a band called Grupo Fantasma. And that is a, a live version of it. It's the uh, Do 512 Lounge Sessions. And they do a whole bunch of these things out of Texas, and that one is great. Brown Sabbath. The whole show, uh, I believe, is on YouTube somewhere out there. It's available out there to watch. It is great. It is charged. It's That's the way, like, you know, I was saying, you know, you know how I like my Grateful Dead? Yeah, done by mm. somebody else. That is oftentimes how I like my Black Sabbath, man, when it's done by somebody else. Those are two stellar examples for that. Yeah, a little more Larry Flint for president. We love him. Well, yes, we do. He's, you said, authentic, honest. Unlike yeah. the liars. Sure, he's, he's, he's genuine in his, in his vulgarity. That's, that, he's expressing himself genuinely and honestly. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. In America, he's allowed to be right. that. Right. And Unfortunately, a, in America, right. you're also allowed to lie. <laughs> Thanks, Roger Rails. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Before that, Plastide doing their song Rock and Roll. I dug that one out of my uh, B-Boy Breakbeat music collection. Kicking off the set. Yeah, shout out to the Know Your Bass Player crew. Joe Jackson, you can't get what you want. Uh, originally from Body and Soul, came out in 84. Uh, that, of course, is the 12-inch remixed version of, so you get all that great uh, Graham Maybe uh, bass Slappage going on there, straight out of uh, what was it? Sline of Family Stone. He's he's a regular bass player for Joe Jackson. But when him, he was with uh, from you know he started with uh, I guess it was uh, Dress Sharp, you know, something like that. You know. In any event, time for me to uh, take care of the people who take care of me. You know who I'm talking about, man. You gotta know. Yeah, bro. Precision. Yeah, Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, nine five four. Two four seven nine three six two. Any make, any model, bumper to bumper. Let me do something. If it's got an internal combustion engine manufactured after nineteen the year nineteen hundred, Dave and the entire ASE certified crew. Okay, they know exactly what to do. You keep that car running like you just drove it off the showroom floor. Okay, mm-hmm. even if it's a car. Okay, it was manufactured before there were showrooms. You can create your own showroom floor just for that Model T. Do that because he knows what he's doing. By the way, if you uh, thought it was a little bit warmer mm-hmm. recently, that's because he did his drive, his cruise in a couple Fridays ago, gotcha. man. So the burnout thing, that's, uh, that's got to raise the temperature by about 0.05 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. So, you know, witness Greenland melting. It's Dave Carey's fault. It really is. I'm sorry, pal. Can't, can't help doing that. Easy to get to. Right off of I-95, you go west on Atlantic, south on Andrews, which is the first light. You make that left turn. Then you make the first right turn onto 3rd Street, two blocks up. 60 seconds off the highway. Mention the Groovathon. There is a discount. You're not going to need it, but it sure as shit can't you hurt. Might as well have it. You know? Can't hurt. You know, always a good thing. Of course, you can go to the SoFloRadio.com website. 
on the top row, you're going to see a box for Tony C's Groovathon at SoFlowRadio.com. Click on the box. takes you right to my page where you're going to see a link to our SoundCloud page. Well, we thank you for that again. What? We thank Angel. Angel. For setting that up for us. Angel. Our man. All the shows are on SoundCloud now. Really easy to play. You can fire it off from the Tony page or you can go to the SoundCloud main page. There you go, baby. And where you'll find a link. Yeah, where you'll find the link, of course, for Precision Auto Works. Takes you right to their page. Tells you everything you need to know. Of course, every show, once again, thank you, Angel, is available to be listened to for free. Sure. Yeah. You know why. Because you can't put a price on Groove, man. Because Dave paid for it for you. Damn Skippy, baby. God bless them. God bless them all. All right? Every show I've ever done is available there. You can see every song I've ever played on every show I've ever done. A testament to the Asian reality that we have made a firm commitment to here at GroovyTinesOfoRadio.com. Yeah? 954 247 Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. It's the place where people who love their cars take their cars. Yeah. It's not the place. It's the place. Of course, you know what that means. Yep, <laughs> Time for the drive groove. Kicking it off with some dino slide. This this drive groove, we're going to go all over the place on this one on SoFlowRadio.com.
You know the uh, the sound quality wasn't as good as you know we like to have. You know that 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 really good sound quality. To, but it was such a great song, and it's uh, it's got Ashley uh, McIsaac on guitar and Tal Wickenfeld. Once again, for all you know, your bass player fanatics out there, she's one of these great bass players. She's done lots and lots of work with Jeff Beck. That's I actually saw with Jeff Beck. So those guys are jamming with uh, Lost Tex Maniacs. That was live from. Uh, Vancouver Island Music Festival back in 2016. Before that, the Jimmy Herring Band doing Matt's Funk. He, of course, was the uh, guitarist for uh, Widespread Panic. And uh, he did some work with Jazz instead. Fantastic. In that set, there are two songs. That and a Vince Gill song. Both Jimmy Herring and Vince Gill, both of them are playing uh, Telecasters. Classic mid-60s Telecasters. That sound is... You can't duplicate it. You can try, but it's so pure, that telecaster sound. Before that, Senri Kawaguchi. She's the drummer, so we give, give, give the drummer a little something. Doing uh, Blue Rondo a la Turk, which is a, a Dave Brubeck song that he recorded years and years ago. That's from the 16th Annual Tokyo Jazz Festival. came out in 2016. Senri Kawaguchi, I've been following her kind of, you know, I, I, I found out about her. I guess when she was like 15 or something. She is this little teeny Japanese girl that is a monster, monster drummer. Monster drummer. She was 20 when this came out. And recently, Bootsy Collins flew her over here to do some work on his last album. You know, his latest album, excuse me. So when Bootsy hires you, that's all you got. That's all I need to know. When Bootsy hires you, you're in. You're in. As far as I'm concerned. The uh, keyboard player on that is a guy named Philip Sace. And uh, he was a guy who played uh, keyboards on, uh, I guess he played on, we played with Al D. I think he was on uh, Splendido Hotel. But he was also on his show. It was like uh, Midnight Music or something like that with uh, Dave Sanborn and Omar Hakim. And uh, who else was in that? Um, shit. Hiram Bullock was in that band. And uh, I've got a video somewhere of that band with uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan was the guest that time. It's a pretty, pretty cool video. Before that, yeah, Vince Gill playing at Telecaster, maybe Oklahoma Borderline. That is a live uh, version of the song. He, uh, the original version of it was on his very first album, uh, Things That Matter, came out in, I believe, 85. And kicking off the set, it's one of these cats, man, that... If you're not into guitars, you probably don't know about him that much. His name's Justin Johnson. His song's called Bootleg Turn. It's not on any album. This guy is the, uh, he's basically known as a guy who, he's, he's a tremendous historian of guitars. He builds guitars. Uh, there's, you know, the, the uh, cigar box guitar. There's that mm-hmm. whole thing. Okay. He'll play a two-string, a three-string, a four-string. Slide guitar. He was like slide guitar player of the year a couple years in a row or something like that. 
He's got some really interesting shit out there. Justin Johnson bootleg turn is the name of the track. So there you go, baby. Gotta yeah, love it. I got a few quick shout outs. I mean, if the video is ever made publicly available to show, you will see Maybe. That we're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. We're, we're going to review it. Have a committee. Assemble a committee. We are. We're, you know, we're, we're, we got the brain trust such as it is. Yeah. Right yeah. yeah. A think but, tank. Yeah. If you can see me, I am wearing my Werkstatt shirt. Werkstatt finest in Austrian cuisine out on Coney Island Avenue out in Brooklyn. You know, Tom's the master chef. Robin, the hostess with the mostest. So, you know, try the goulash. It's the best in the city. All right. Okay, here's the thing. It really is the best in a fucking city. Best goulash I ever had. They actually won the award for, like, best soft pretzel in New York City. Mm. Now, in New York, that's saying something. They, they, I'll say. You know, they got the Reader's Award or some, something like that, and they're good. He also made the best mac and cheese I've ever had. It's the best macaroni and cheese I've ever had. And I'll tell you, Whole Foods has got one. They make it with, like... Uh, shallots or something mm-hmm. something like that i can't okay it's it's pretty freaking good but the stuff at verkstein best i've ever had best Great. mac and cheese ever uh let me see a couple other things uh, a couple of shows ago i was talking about my friend's band uh capital punishment okay remember they made the mm-hmm. movie about it. it's got ben stiller peter swan peter mm-hmm. Zissi, mm-hmm. and uh front man is chris robling and i was talking about how uh you know his he his ancestors built the brooklyn bridge okay okay and for years he would actually for friends he would like you could walk across the brooklyn bridge with him and he'd give you a little you know mm-hmm. a little history a little tour i mean he knows it you know he he's, he's one of the top cats at the museum and she, he, he knows all about that well he is now people just kept bugging him and bugging him and bugging him to do this and so now he's doing it you know on request only you can Get in touch with him. It's called the Ultimate Insiders Brooklyn Bridge. And you can look it up online or you can email me, Tony C, at SoFloRadio.com. Get in touch with me. I'll get you in touch with him. And he basically, you know, this is one of those things where he does it, you know, mm. you have to make the request. It's got a timeout, right? But if you've never walked across the Brooklyn Bridge on a beautiful day in New York, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're missing. It's one of the great walks okay in this country one of the you know it's i believe it is the only suspension bridge that in its original design okay which basically is as it is today mm-hmm. it was designed with the walkway on it most bridges no. aren't designed to have a walkway but when this yeah there were people walking in those days there weren't there wasn't anybody driving right. then, which is of greater importance it was designed as a walking bridge okay right. and it's like the only one built to last baby uh let me see tomorrow night i believe is it tomorrow night? yes it is wednesday august 21st at eight o'clock at flynn's garden inn which is on sunnyside queens out on skillman avenue my friend roger hits does his uh, trivia night. Mm. And, you know, they got giveaway prizes, a lot of fun, a lot of food. Roger is the trivia man. If you think you know trivia between him and uh, and Brian Flanagan, okay, these are two friends of mine, they'll, they wipe, they'll wipe out anybody. Dave Cook's pretty good as well, but Brian and Roger know more useless shit. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, 
I remember Brian used to keep like the World Almanac behind a bar. He ended up winning twenty three grand on Jeopardy. No, he's no slouch. Okay, Roger sp- spans out into some interesting areas. It's a lot of fun. Okay, you can uh, look that up online. Flynn's Garden is tomorrow night eight o'clock. You can email me as well, although not a lot of time, but you'll you'll find it there online. So you know, go out there, have some fun. Easy to get to. You just take the seven train out Sunnyside, so it's pretty easy to get to. Uh, let me see what else. Well, coming up this Saturday, I am going to uh, go with my friend Ginger, one of the few chicks out there, okay, that is into shredders, singing guitars, okay? I remember taking my friend uh, Helen, Helen Pfeffer, to go see uh, Steve Moore's band. And it's like whenever you go see these guys, it's literally the Sausage Fest. It's every guitar gig right. within like 50 miles. There's never any women there, all right? Well, Ginger... Is a guitar. She's into it, you know. She and she knows her shit. She got tickets to see uh, Matt Schofield at uh, at the Funky Biscuit, so we got that coming up on Saturday. And then, of course, a week from Friday, it's the show. Yeah, it's the show. P Funk, the Garden Party. Yo, check it with Fishbone on the on the schedule as well. I mean, that's. I don't know what more you can ask for. I've seen both of those bands individually. I've seen Fishbone a couple of times, so I'm down to play. Those guys were wild, man. They are out of control on stage. When I saw them at the uh, Palladium when I was a kid. They're, they're incredible. So that is a week from Friday. That show, you know, I'm just, my, my prayer is that it doesn't rain. Because it's outdoors. It's in the garden area at Revolution, you know, down there on... Uh, what is it doing? A Broward, Broward the, Boulevard. The, um, the America's Backyard air, Out area? Yeah, you know, that, that mm-hmm. area right out there, man. They were doing construction last time I was there. They were, they were finishing off some stuff. But there's a huge area out there. I've seen a bunch mm-hmm. of bands there. Yeah, I it's saw a Ministry good place there. To show. Yeah. I saw Mississippi All-Stars there with Blues Traveler. I saw, yeah. I saw Lettuce there. I've seen a bunch of, you know, they tend to wander more into the... Uh, the harder bands, whereas the Funky Biscuit up near me, up in Boca, that's a little more my uh, my groove. That's why I saw Chelly Minucci and you know various other guys, uh, Clark. I saw these guys and all that shit. So, so I'm really looking forward to that. We're gonna get you out of here with a band that I was given thought to seeing, Carl Denson, uh, Carl Denson's Tiny Universe. He's got a brand new album out, and uh, he's playing the night before on Thursday night, and he's playing on that Friday night as well. And he, and then I guess a couple days later, he's going to be doing, he's playing uh, keyboards with the Stones when they come down here. There's a show I have no desire to see, the Rolling Stones. Oh, I never have. Yeah, yeah. I saw them, I did. I saw them, I saw them with Tina Turner opening. Mm-hmm. I saw them on their Tattoo U tour. Tattoo U for me is the last great Stones album. That was the last time they were yeah. still angry. The song Slave, mm-hmm. just, they were still pissed off. There's still, you know, the heroin mm-hmm. was still in their bloodstream. <laughs> They were still, you know, that kind of yeah. shit. Okay, but he's... So I saw... Well, so I, I saw them with uh, George Thurgood and the Destroyers and Journey opening. I saw the two days, two open days that tour. Saw them up in Syracuse at the uh, the stadium up there. I saw Stones with Santana and the Outlaws. That was a pretty mm-hmm. cool show, actually. Saw the Grateful Dead there, too, with the reunion for the band. That was an interesting little ditty. But we're going to get you out of here with a uh, song called Gossip. Um, which is, you know, he said cover. I can't remember who did the original version of it. I didn't do the homework. I flunked. I didn't oh, flunk. Oh, well. It's an A-minus on that one. The rest of the shit I got pretty good, though. 
fact that I got Philip Sace from the Midnight Midnight Show with Dave Sanborn. I'm happy about that. So we're going to get you out of here with that. I'm going to grab a pineapple plant. Yeah, don't forget. Yeah, man, my mangoes. Have you, have you delicious, tried, yes. You tried your mangoes? I, they're great. I, I got tired of cutting it, and I just shoved it in my face. Yeah, that's what I do. I literally just peel it out because I got yeah, tons. Yeah. I've got a freezer full of fucking mangoes. I tried to make mango pops, mango popsicles. I carved out I each side, and then I put a stick in and froze it. But it's, it's just it's not coming out the right way. Mm. You know? But it's not a bad way to eat it if you can get the long enough stick, a mango-sicle. Okay. You know, just, just saying. We're going to come back. In two weeks, right? We're going to come back. Yeah, let's Groovy do it. Tuesday, baby. We're going to come back in two weeks. We're going to try and do the exact same thing again, but just a little bit better. I've got, I've already put together a couple of sets, you know, because I just can't help myself. All right? I'm just an addict addicted to music. Maybe it's a habit. i got to use it. Yeah, boy, another Rakim line of the day yeah. right there. It ain't where you're from. It's where you're at. <laughs> but I put together, and i got to tell you, I put together a set that is so devastating, man. The mixes in this, just the timing, the, the coordination shit. Here's a Fats Domino song that is going to kick your ass. Great. I got a Fats Domino song going to kick your ass. We're going to get you out of here with a little call dense and doing gossip, as always, for myself and the master, Gramps Master Flash, Los Georges. As always, it is aloha and peace. Good night, Mom.
listening to SoFloRadio.com.